0: Dude, it just comes with the territory. That's what happens when you're when you're creative man. You, you're going to be crazy. You got to accept the craziness. Do you want to talk about Kanye? I do want to talk about Kanye. Yeah. So I only watched the first episode because I have this rule. I've got two rules. The, f- the first rule is if there's a movie that involves animals as the protagonist, protagonist, <laughs> I I don't don't know where you're
1: going with
0: this. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I don't watch the animals always die. So I don't watch it. I have a rule. I don't want like if there's a war movie and it's set in a period where they had horses like Braveheart or the the Patriot and the horses die in the war. I don't watch it. I I just it's too much for me. I don't like seeing horses die. I don't like seeing the line get trampled. I don't watch that shit. The second thing is if it's generally either scary or sad. I don't watch that either. I'm not paying money to get freaked out. Right. right? I'm paying money to be happy. Good, I, yeah. I, yeah. Like my life sucks sometimes anyway. I don't need to like, <laughs> I want to pay money to like make it not suck. So I knew that in episode two, that was when his mom died. So I was like, Nope, I'm not going to watch that. So I only watched episode one.
1: Uh, but by the way, I've, I've watched two episodes. His mom doesn't die yet. Uh, that, that part. Uh, so they
0: made it. I thought they made it. They were playing the song. Hey mama. Like right. over the preview. Well, for, do, and I was like, so, uh, so you
1: haven't seen any of the scenes with his mom. Cause those are the best scenes.
0: The, well yeah where she's like he's like i bought a she's like uh you don't own a house but you bought this chain and she goes like, okay she well goes, you got i like the chain goes,
1: kanye it's nice this is nice yeah, Kanye." Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah she was very supportive of was, him yeah she's so amazing. i did
1: so um dude, okay so let's talk about the mom all right so this Kanye kind of documentary is frankly great and i'm kind of mad more friends didn't tell me you got to watch this like i can see why maybe some people don't like it but this is like this is up my alley this is this is my alley.
0: dude the, did you see the idea about how that basically it was just a guy you because you ask yourself why is this where's this footage from why is this guy <laughs> just walking around like he's got a cam it's like a camcorder on his shoulder why is this guy with kanye when he's like on the street and basically this guy was like i saw uh i forget the movie that he saw it was called like a there's a movie where yeah, hoop dreams. It follows four young, like high schooler kids or eighth grade kids. He's like, let's see if they're gonna make it to the NBA. And he's like, I was inspired by that, and I thought Kanye was gonna be famous, and so I just decided to follow him around. And this was before YouTube was around, so it was weird that a guy was with like a shoulder totally camcorder. Weird.
1: To- totally weird. What what luck for all of us that that guy. So so shout out to Cootie, the guy who did it. He um, basically, and and by the way, I think they explain this more later. I haven't seen the whole thing, so I might not know something that's like said in the in the documentary, but, like, I've only watched the first couple parts. So, he basically sees Kanye, and he's like, this guy's cool, and then drops everything and is like, I'm going to film this guy, <laughs> like, I'm going to film this random guy from Chicago who wears a retainer and is trying to be a rapper, and he's like a cool producer, but, like, you know, who knows, right? Like, you know, most people don't make it. As Kanye says in the documentary, he goes, yeah, where I grew up, there's a whole bunch of guys who were who are, who are just finna get signed. And guess what? They're still finna get signed. They're just they're always finna get signed, <laughs> and so like you know that seemed like the, the most likely path. But like that's amazing. So the, this documentary is amazing because he's got footage from before everything, when he, when he's when he's got nothing, when nobody believes in him, and he's like you know trying to make it. And because because of that, he's got all this footage. And other people also view it as harmless. It's like oh, I don't know why is this guy got a camera? What are you doing with a camera out? And it's like oh, I'm filming a documentary for Kanye all right, that's weird. All right, but I guess come on in. Like, you know, who knows? (laughs) And so you see Jay-Z, you see Pharrell, you see all these like legends in the game early on because, and in studio, because they just have this footage. It's amazing. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. There's no secret formula for customer service, but there is an all-new Service Hub from HubSpot, and it's bringing service and support together in one platform, so you can deliver the best experiences possible. You can free up your customer support reps' time with an AI-powered help desk, so you can easily support and grow your customer base. The secrets out Service Hub is a game changer. Visit hubspot.com/service to learn more.
0: It was awesome. I loved this documentary. It was cool that he looked up to a couple guys like Most Staff and Common. And now those folks aren't even in the same stratosphere oh, as yeah, what he is. Exactly.
1: Now. He yes, And he surpassed them. They asked for his autograph. And he
0: would. Yeah. And they were like, um, all right, fine, Kanye. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'll come with you to this thing. Right. And it was awesome. <laughs> and it's easy to say, like, when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, this is so obvious. This guy, like, has the it factor. And of course, that's easy. But there was a few. There was one scene where he was in a record label, like, reception room, I think. Yeah. And there's this woman just standing there. And he was like, Hey, can I talk to whoever? And she kind of ignored him. And then he just started rapping. He's like, well, let me show you my rap. And he plays. um, He plays all falls down. Right. I think. <laughs> yeah. And which is like uh, the hit of hits and he's rapid. And she's like g- cameras up for a minute. And then eventually she just like just starts like making working. phone calls yeah. <laughs> and she's like working. And then she's like, excuse me. i like, has to walk by. Cause there's someone at the door and he's playing all falls down before it like became a thing. And, totally. uh, it, and it made me think of two things. one, that's crazy that he kept getting after it. And two, even though all falls down is a total hit, I understand how if you heard it, it's just some crazy guy. You'd be like, oh, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah, And it really makes me respect people, whether it's people who invest money in a product or people who find an artist or find art or a trend. People who can spot something and be like, "I think that's it," and if we position it in the market this way, this is going to be a home run. And it really shows you how hard that is because that woman, and there was like three different ladies walking around the room, were 100 fans of that song. They were like, in the they were like looked like young people right. that were in the music industry and they were working their way up. They 100 were about that song when it came out, but then they, it, it it didn't click. And that is what I try to imagine. I'm like, what? What is my all falls down today? Did I skip over anything today? And I found myself asking that after I saw that documentary. hundred percent.
1: Cause you just see people who are writing them off. People who are just too busy doing their work that they missed this absolute gold mine. That's like, literally he's putting it in your face saying, please, please like check me out. Right. And like, and it's easy, like when something's popular, it's easy to appreciate its greatness. When something is just some random guy in your way. It really takes someone special to spot that talent. And it made me want to be that guy, right? It made, it made me want to be that parent. So like I wrote down a bunch of notes, which is weird because like who writes notes while the documentary, but I was like, there were things that stood out to me that were like real life lessons or just amazing moments that were in this. So I'll give you one. He's rapping with his mom. His mom, his mom was an English teacher and she's like, what's that one you used to say? Like I was at the playground and then they said boys came around and then, but, and she's like doing it and he does it. And she's like, oh, I love that one, Kanye. Like an audience of one. It's like all he really had at that point was one fan. <laughs> it's like his mom. And she's like, that's a million dollars right there. She goes, I always used to tell you that, right? It's said, that's a million dollars right there. And he laughs. He goes, ain't got a million dollars yet. And like now he's a billionaire, right? And so it's like, and she's like, no, I'm telling you, that's a million dollars. And then he he tells her some good news. He's like, mom, uh, is going to film me for their like, you heard it here first thing for emerging artists, like unknown artists. Can you believe they're going to film a documentary? My, my, can, can you believe that? And she goes, I can believe it. The way you are, she goes, you writing tracks It's like watching Michael Jordan shooting free throws. And then oh she goes, and then she goes, um, she goes, you know, you you work so hard, you kept going, you keep going up. It's bound to pay off. So yeah, I believe that, Kanye. For people like you, you're special, Kanye. And like, and, she, and she's not saying it. There's no difference when you say something... By the something way, fake. you're
0: doing a really good, good job right? with this. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> you. I, I, you've got me bought in. And, this is really good.
1: And so, so she was, you know, there's a difference when somebody says something like, oh, you're great, versus like when somebody genuinely believes in you and they're not just trying to pump you up and they just have a quiet confidence about them. Like, she wasn't going overboard and wasn't saying like, don't
0: worry, you're going to make it. She was just saying like, of course, I believe it. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised. And she wasn't critical. So he comes back... And she goes, Kanye, when are you going to buy a house? And she, he goes, oh, I don't know yet, but check this out. And he pulls out this chain. I don't know what was on it. But he was like, I could have bought a house, but I bought this instead. And she goes, well, that's it's all right. It's pretty nice. That's Good nice job. Chain. I
1: like that, Kanye. Yeah, I yeah. like this. <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, so, again, so supportive and such a believer. And that's like a, you know, a thing that moms do. But it's just like, you know, that's you know, mad respect on that. And, um, and, and so most she,
0: moms don't do that, by the way, I don't think most moms do that.
1: I feel like, you know, you know, like a lot of people are like, dude, I have the best mom. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. There's a lot. Well, I,
0: I, <laughs> I I think that there's a lot of shitty parents out there. I, right. and then, then, I think that most parents special. are just, that most parents are just are okay. It's just like a distribution, just like everything else. Uh, and she was very special and right. single mom too. Right. No Sing, dad, single
1: mom. And, uh, Hey, you know, he opened up her fridge and there's like literally like, like, uh, like
0: wine and milk there's a
1: wine well, there's a quart of milk and a and a quarter a, a quarter of, quart of rosé or something like that white like zinfandel and then like he's and then he uses that like in his song later or whatever and so there's a couple other things so that so he goes um uh he so i'm just gonna can i read you just some of these notes i just blown away. so there's one scene where he's he's um or no she goes sh- she's trying to warn him and so she goes you have this confidence that kind of you're like, um you know, but once you make sure you stay humble, and and like obviously that's you know been a challenge for Kanye over time, as he's like I am Jesus now, and so and she's like, remember, a giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing, and like I still to this point I don't know what that meant, and Kanye clearly also didn't know what that meant in the moment, and then she tries to explain, she goes, she goes, don't she goes, don't make yourself less of a star. A star is gonna look like a star. You can't be a star and then say I'm not a star you can't have, you. she goes, you got to have some oomph about you. And I just love that. Like, that's a, there's a, that's a phrase to live by. It's like, I have some oomph about me. Like that can mean anything in any situation and it's the right thing. And then she goes, she goes, don't just go to the mirror and say, no, I'm not all that. Thank you very much. I'm not, I'm not all that. I'm not a star. Like, yeah, you be a star, but be humble at the same time. And she goes, you, and he goes, you're saying, I don't do a good job of that. She goes, no, you do a good job of that, but you got to make sure you keep, keep doing a good job of that. And like, those are like you know, kind of like that's a seed that's been planted, right? And so, gosh, he's great. So there's that one. And then there was like all these moments where, all right, there the importance of identity, right? So he says from the be- so at the time he's known as a great producer. He produces the beats that Jay Z uses on his big Blueprint album, and people know him as that. Everyone loves him as a producer. Everybody wants him as a producer, but he wants to be a rapper.
0: Yeah, he was upset about he that. He was upset. And so he goes into this one, he's in the hallway at the record label. Which, which, by the way, a lot of people forget. Do you realize how much he produced before he actually got famous? No, that's kind of crazy. Artist? It's pretty crazy. Like, the big one was H to the Izzo. Right. And there was, like, there was, like, dozens more. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But there was dozen more where you were like, wait, you did that? And he did it before he had his own thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. And he was great at it. And then he's like, he talks about it, He's like, Yeah. People want my beats. They say, oh, oh I want, Oh, can, can I get one? Can I get, I need a beat. Give me a beat. He's like, and then they then they hear my song. They're like, yo, I did not heard this. Where'd you get this? He goes, that's my shit. I use that for me. And he's like, he's like trying to like, on one hand, he needs to sell beats to pay for life. But every time he does, it's a step away from where he wants to be in a way, like to be a rapper. And so he's in this hallway and this guy's trying to hype him up because he's like, oh, you got the documentary crew? So he puts his arm around him. It's like the, 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 the managing director at Rockefeller Records. And he's like, you know, this right here, Kanye West, he's the best rapper producer in the game. Best rapper producer in the game, period. And then Kanye's like, kind of like upset. And he's like, what? And he goes, why you guys say that, man? That's like saying, I'm the best kid rapper in the game. He's like, what, man? I said, you're the best rapper producer in the game. He goes, I'm just a rapper. If I'm the 50th best rapper, just say, he's the 50th best rapper. Don't call me the best rapper producer in the game. That's whack. All of them are whack. I'm not that. I'm a rapper. And like, think about what's going on in that moment, right? He's like fighting to get a record deal where most people are in desperation mode. Like, they'll take what they can get. And instead, he's got this identity and the whole world is trying to pull him to just be a producer because that's what's in it for them. Like, that's proven and that helps, you know, helps them make hits and, you know, why aren't you just happy? Pat you on your head and say you're a great producer. And he had this identity in his head so strong that I think 99 people out of 100 in his position would just become a producer because the whole world was pulling him in that direction. And it was a faster, clearer path to success. And the money was there and the success was there. And he didn't have to grind as hard as he did to try to prove himself as a rapper. But he had it in his head. No, I'm a rapper. And if I'm the 50th best rapper, I'd rather be the 50th best rapper than the best rapper producer. And I just, it was such an example to me of like, people will stay consistent with their identity. And so you kind of got to ask yourself, like, what is my identity? Like, if I said, Sam, what's your job, Sam? What do you do?
0: Uh, right now, my job is I no, do no. podcasts. If I
1: just say, what, "What, like, who are you? What do you do for work? What do you do for a living?
0: I, I'm a business person. Okay,
1: that's you're a business person. So if all of a sudden, I, it doesn't matter what HubSpot offers you, right? Like, okay, you're vesting out your deal. You, you, That's great. But let's say any company comes to you and say, Sam, we'd like to make you the vice president of marketing operations at biggest company in the world and you're going to get this and that. You're not going to do it because it's not consistent with your identity. You're it's like, not, I'm, I'm a business I have person. I am an, an entrepreneur. entrepreneur, yeah. So yeah. entrepreneur, I can't be an employee if I'm an entrepreneur. There's just not, they're two separate things. And like in the same way, you know, you're, you're not going to do heroin because you're not, you're somebody who doesn't do heroin. You don't even have to weigh the pros and cons of it. It's just really not a discussion for you. It's not part of who you are. It's not like I'm trying not to do it. It's no, I just, I don't do that. I do do this and I don't do that. And so those lines you draw for yourself are so important on identity.
0: And I would argue, so th- there's this book called 48 laws of power. Have you read it? No, but I've heard of it. All right. It's awesome. So he's got this one chapter where he says, you always have to reinvent yourself. And he gives a bunch of examples about that. And the reason why you want to reinvent yourself is the person who you can't peg down typically can become the most powerful because there's something about changing yourself that it does a couple things. First, first, this whole act as if thing, it's real. So if you like act like you're going to be an expert artist or something and you work hard, you're, you can eventually become that. If, but you kind of got to act as if second, it kind of reinforces habits. So you see like, no, I'm a healthy person. Therefore I don't do unhealthy things. And third, it gives you this aura of mystery and people who have mystery surrounding them typically are powerful. Right. And, uh, and, and there's a ton of good examples about this, like a really interesting and easy one because she does it so clearly is lady gaga so like oftentimes she'll reinvent herself so at first she was this like kind of just normal like white lady playing on the piano if you see her like when she's a little bit younger then she becomes like this weirdo person where she like puts meat on her body (laughs) then she transforms and becomes um she starts playing jazz with tony bennett You're like, what the heck? Lady Gaga's doing that? What the hell is that? Now she's like, just got done doing some acting, and she was a great actor. So like, constantly reinventing themselves. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger has done a really good job at that. Where just, yeah, you just you got to reinvent yourself consistently. And Kanye has done that, where he's actually changed himself. And I think inventing, reinventing yourself, you actually need to make the decision. You got to be like, I am this. Now I am this. Exactly. That's. And then you got to choose that identity. And after a while, then you could be like. All right. Great. I, that season was this season had a beginning and a middle and now it's come to the end. What's the next season of me? And you can actually pick and choose what those inventions are. And I, when I read that, when I was a little bit younger, that kind of changed my perspective on things.
1: If you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives. I thought it was pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When I went to the Tony Robbins event, it was a perfect example of what you're talking about. So he, he tells this story. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, there was this kid I was working with or this kid I met and the kid was overweight and he wanted to be fit. But he was talking about, oh, you know, it's hard. I'm working so hard. I don't have time to exercise. Blah blah blah. And he's like, he wanted to be in a relationship, and we saw a woman, beautiful woman. And I said, well, go talk to her then. And he didn't want to go talk to her. He said, well, why would she want a guy like me? I'm too young. She looks older than me. You know, I don't have a good job. She probably wants a guy, who, you know, who's got you know something going for him. Look at my clothes. I don't look good. So he didn't want to go talk to her. And so he, he talks about all these aspects of his life: his health, his relationship, his career. It's like, what do you want to? You're you're working as a bus boy right now at a restaurant. What do you want to be going and doing? I, I want to be over there. I want to run that dealership over there. You know, all right, so why don't you go apply for it? Well, why would that hurt me? I got no college education, right? Like coming up with all the reasons why, like labeling himself, all these identities that he's not, right? I'm overweight, no college education, too young, too dumb, too fat, too whatever, right? And people do this all the time. And so he's like, he, draw, he basically talks about the turning point for this kid. He's like, he drew a line and he said, um, no experience, like no experience. What are you talking about? I, yeah. No experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, I'm not stuck in all the old ways. Like all those other motherfuckers, right? Like I got fresh ideas. I got the energy of a young stallion. I'm not like some 50 year old guy who, who, you know, is dragging into work every day. Yeah. I got no experience. I got the best experience. No experience. Right. Or like, why would this woman want to be with me? Me, really? Cause I got that, you know, and he just turns it around. Like, what's the truth is the truth that you have no experience or the truth that you have fresh ideas and young energy and you'll, you'll hustle harder than anybody else to prove, to prove yourself. Cause you have this is your your track record, right? And so he he does that for each one of the things. And then it's like, oh, you know, at the end, it's sort of like, you know, that kid's me. And he shows a picture of himself before and where he was living and how he was working and how he turned himself around. Oh, that's good. And he says in this thing, he goes, you know, right now you guys see me on stage and I got this, I have, I have energy and confidence and I have all these, like this insight wisdom or all these things that people praise me for. He goes, what people don't realize is I created this Tony Robbins motherfucker. I created him. And, uh, like, and I just thought that was so powerful of a way of thinking, like you can create that, that thing you want to be that, that the ideal version of you, you get to create that. And the people who've done it, they just created it. They chose that identity. And then they just lived up to that day by day. And like, you know, there's a, the Kanye is like a, you know, a great example of, of like literally speaking it into existence. He says a ton of stuff on there. Like people are going to know me without my last name. It'll just be Kanye at some point.
0: And he's, and I go ahead. No, no, go, go, for it, go for it. When I was watching that, it also reminded me of this other thing. And here's a really small example. So, you, Sean, are you're, you're, I don't know what you are. I, I, I don't create creative is one word, but that's not the most effective word. I would say you're whatever it requires to be a good like storyteller and podcast host, that's what you are. So, it's like a mixture of creativity, performing, and a bunch of other stuff. And what I've come to accept is, like, so I always joke that Sean is always like usually two minutes late. He's usually always two minutes late to stuff. And at first that made me angry. It doesn't make me angry anymore now because what I know is in order to be good, in order for you, Sean, to be Sean and be good at these things, that means by nature, you're going to be the opposite of good at these other things. Right. Like, that's just what it, that's just what it comes with. Like, so like if you want someone like, so it's like, well, you know, you can't be this amazing athlete and have time to do all these other things. Like in order to, be an amazing athlete. You got to train all the time. So like, I just accept that, like, well, I want him to be good at this. Therefore I accept that maybe sometimes I'll just, he'll just be two minutes late. And when Kanye acts like a crazy person online and he says all this crazy shit about Kim Kardashian and he types in all caps on Twitter and shit, people are like, this guy's crazy. Like, what's he doing? And I'm like, well, that's what we need. Uh, Being crazy is good. Like, that's why we got all this gold. And I love those crazy people. And you, and so what I've learned is like, in order to be great, you're going to be, messed up in some other in some other categories.
1: The um, the Mr. Beast thing I was talking about at the beginning, he said something just like this. He goes, like uh, uh, Joe Rogan asked, like, you know, what was it like, you know, what, what did your friends think or whatever? He goes, uh, he's like, at first my friends just thought it was weird, like nobody, that wasn't a popular thing to make videos. And then they just got sick of it because all I ever wanted to talk about was making YouTube videos. They would ask me about other stuff or try to talk to me about other stuff. I just didn't have any interest in anything else. I was just obsessed with making great videos. And it's all I wanted to think about. And, um, I remember there's a, there's an interview with Conor McGregor. He goes on BBC. It's like one of the bigger, like, it's like not just like an MMA guy covering Conor asking about MMA. It was like BBC world or something like that I was going to interview. And they asked him some question or there was like some small talk, you know, about like, about like the news or the game. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, both teams play hard. He just says something generic. And then the camera cuts and his documentary crew is filming because I have no clue who those teams are. Uh, he's like, I don't follow any, I don't, he's like, I don't follow sport. I don't follow news. He goes. Um, he goes. I don't know anything about anything, and I don't want to know anything about anything. I just am obsessed with my with my craft. I have lost my mind to my craft, and um, I've seen and, that. And, and so you know, it's like this kind of inspiring thing that you see as like a common. What are the common denominators of greatness? You, I wouldn't say you have to do anything because there's many ways to win, but these these things do show up often, right? They sort of rhyme with success. Is like these this obsession, this sort of singular obsession with something. Or identity, seeing yourself as becoming something, even when the rest of the world doesn't see it. Having that one believer like your mom, right? Like, so, like, if I was gonna say, like, the lessons from Kanye, which I think is what this episode is turning into, it's like, you know, number one, it's like, you know, the power of that one believer like his mom. Number two is like the power of identity. Number three is, um, is like, so he has this moment where he goes, uh, somebody said something, they go, They go, you know, do you think it's harder for you because you're from Chicago and because you have this background as a producer so people don't take you seriously as a rapper? And he goes, he just goes, he goes, the way I feel is anything that anybody ever tells me is a disadvantage, I'm going to make it my advantage. And then he basically, if you watch the documentary, that's exactly what he's doing. He's like, okay, I'm pigeonholed as a producer. Well, I'm going to make the dopest beats for myself and I'm going to use my beats as currency. So he's like, yeah, I supply beats to Jay-Z. Guess what? I get Jay-Z to do a hook on my first album, which he's not going to do for like some random no-name rapper, but because I build this credibility, I'm going to I'm going to use that as my currency. Or like he gets in this car accident and his jaw is wired shut. And it's like I'm going to turn that to my advantage. So how did he turn a disadvantage like for a rapper to have a jaw use? wired shut through the wire? He creates a song called Through the Wire rapping about his time uh, and then like, you know the first line is like, you know, about drinking Insure, or like, you know, other people make pancakes, I just drink scissor, you know, just the syrup because he can't eat solid foods, right? So he writes his hit song when he's got the broken jaw. And he also says this other thing, he goes, I was laying there, I couldn't do nothing. Back there, there's no, no like cell phones or anything, so he did the smartphones. So he's just like saying, sitting in the hospital doing nothing for seven days. He goes, I was laying there and I decided I'm going to be the best dressed rapper in the game. He's like, because he was watching music videos, <laughs> So they they put music videos on there, but they couldn't put the volume high. So he couldn't like bump to the music. So he was just watching other rappers. So he turned the disadvantage into an advantage, which was he realized all these rappers dress the same way. And it's this one style. I'm going to dress Dude, differently. Back then, and now the, he's a fashion rap, billionaire,
0: you know? And back then, rap fashion was horrible. It was just like, <laughs> it was like a basketball jersey and like <laughs> baggy jeans. Yeah, it was the worst. So he did a good job. Let me ask. Let me ask you a question real quick. don't say their names because you might have to insult them, but the three wealthiest people, you know, what is what around, what do you think their net worth is each?
1: Um, about the the ones like I know, like I know, well, like somebody, uh, not just like somebody I've met. Yeah.
0: Someone who's like a friend who, you know, about some of their personality traits and their personal life.
1: Yeah. I would say like somewhere between like 300 million and 700 million. I like, I know them like i know about their like real life not just like the surface level stuff
0: of those people how many of them have this trait of being obsessed and and to the point where if a normal person a non wealthy person saw their life they would be like dude you're weird or the way that you're handling this is wrong you know you're you, how, how many would say something like that
1: oh, 100% of um 100% of them what are I'll give and you what some are stories. examples so, of, of uh, yeah so one of them uh They worked so hard on their business. They were so obsessed that like their family members used to come to the office and say, you got to come home. Like you just, you're working too hard. We're afraid. And when they sold their company, like 45 days later, they had like a heart surgery because they had like worked themselves that hard during that time. Another one, I remember the day after they became worth over a hundred million dollars. I was, I knew them well, that, that same night they were up till three in the morning working on their like new project that had like no no, like, you know, less than a hundred customers. And like, clearly they'd already made it. And it's like for them to stay up fixing bugs in this like test flight product that was, you know, at three in the morning that day, like most people would be chilling hard for it, go on a bender for a year, like wired very differently. Third person, they're not just obsessed in their work life. They're obsessed with kind of anything. Um, so they, they like, it's like if they get into like some random hobby or sport, they just take it to like a level that's not like common or like they're a hardcore gamer. Or they, they just like get re- they have it in an obsessive personality. It's not just an obsession with work or money. That just happens to be the game that pays out in a points called dollars. And, but they just get obsessed with any game that like catches their catches their 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 interest.
0: Yeah, that that rings true to all the people I that I know. Do you have an example? But I'm trying to yeah, so um, our our mutual buddy, um, um, I I wonder if I could. I'm actually not going to say his name. So, well, I'll say it. Yeah, I could say it. Jack Smith. So the he's, chair, like he, the building yeah, of the chair, so right? He,
1: that's a, that's an example.
0: <laughs> well, I'll give you a different one. So he's obsessed with if he buys anything, <laughs> he'll buy thirty of them. And at his house, I've seen it. He's got a Google spreadsheet. He tracks every item and every category of thing that he's bought and he ranks it. So if you ask him about chocolate, he actually has a spreadsheet with literally 100 pieces of chocolate. He goes, I tested all of them. Here's the best one um, that I think is the best. When we got married, my wedding gift from him was roughly $1,000 of stuff that he considered the best. And it was so weird, like the best socks, (laughs) the best underwear, the best lotion. And he's so obsessed with this that Amazon multiple times has banned him from having an account. And so he has to create different credit cards just to continue getting an account. And he's, ups- so he's just obsessed with stuff. Right. Um. And he's, he's incredibly wealthy and he probably got, he probably got wealthy when he was 28, really young, but he's just crazy obsessed with stuff to the point where like, I, I just, I just, that's, I just accept that's, he's just an oddball. Right. So yeah, th- that's one example.
1: Let me give you another one that I thought was, kind of uh like one of the lessons the le- le- lesson number i don't know what we're on now lesson five from kanye Close mouth don't get fed so i, I don't know if you've seen this scene where he goes into he, he kind of like just like he, he the uh, there's like a point where like the, the record label is not like paying for like the studio time because like you know they're they kind of like put them on the shelf they're like ah, they, they weren't sure about them they don't want to put the money into like promoting them and getting them to record and all this stuff so he's like pulling in favors some way somehow so he goes to like he he asked Jamie Foxx who he's like made beats for before he's like hey I want to come over oh you got the studio in your house yo you mind if I just record something real quick and like boom uses the studio and then gets Jamie Foxx to do vocals and that becomes the vocals on one of his tracks slow jams yeah slow so jams then there's one with Jay-Z he gets into the studio with Jay-Z Jay-Z's recording and he's like yo you uh you mind if I have for referee real quick and he's like yeah okay yes you know I'm not gonna say no And he just freestyles on the spot with no backtrack for Jay-Z to his face, like a one-on-one, like basically just one man reciting a poem to another man. It's like kind of an amazing thing that's happening. And then Jay-Z, you see him like start to nod his head. He just starts to like, he's like, I like it. He lets him do a hook on Jay-Z's, like lets him do a verse on Jay-Z's track. And then Jay-Z says out loud in the studio, he goes, I had no idea. He goes, but that just shows you, closed mouth, don't get fed. And like, and then they, and then they catch on the documentary. The guy, cootie, the, the recording guy, he goes, uh, Jay Z's like leaving, and cootie shoots his shot too. He goes, he goes, oh man, what do you think about Kanye West? And he goes, he's a Kanye West man. He's he's got it. He's gonna be big. And he goes, and then he goes, he goes, you think so? And he goes, I'll put my money on it. Ha-ha. And he like walks out. the does like the Jay Z laugh and walks out the studio. And they capture that and they're like, yes, we got like basically an endorsement from Jay Z. That's gonna help us keep going. And it's just. One instance after another of like, in the moment of truth, he didn't sit around and wait. He shot his shot and like you know, closed mouth don't get fed.
0: And I just think that's like how, how did you, how did you remember all this? Were you literally just with a pen and paper taking on notes? Oh my phone! I
1: was. I would write notes. I just write like I'd write like it literally says closed louth because I misspelled it I'm typing fast. Closed louth don't get meth Don't get fed. Jay Z. And then I and then I thought about it right like because
0: because this this is on your on your iPhone apps notes app uh, yeah. note. And, and do you do this for all your all things like that? Yeah, I just have notes for everything. Like I have, I have a wow.
1: thing called jokes, and I'm like slowly building a, a stand-up comedy set over time. Like eventually, I'll collect enough funny things, and I'm like, oh, that could be a joke. I'll put it there.
0: God, I find that to be amazing because I, I watched the same thing, but you remembered so much more than I did.
1: I was just upset. I was into it, man. I I just saw so, so, so many lessons, and I, I remember like there's so many moments of my life. Like I bet you have one too, where it's, which is like. Do you have a closed mouth, don't get fed moment?
0: Like, does one jump to mine? Otherwise, I'll tell you mine. And, and I, I bet you, you have one. I probably have a few, but I, I, I you know, as you can expect, because I got a big mouth, I typically <laughs> have always, I, I've done a good job of speaking up. What's yours?
1: Like when I was in college, I, uh, at the time I thought I was gonna be a doctor. So I was pre-med. I took the MCATs. I was ready to graduate and go to med school. And just for fun, I took a blow-off class. The easiest class offered on Duke campus was called Getting Rich. And obviously that changed oh, yeah. the direction of my life. And one of the classes, so the teacher was basically she would bring in somebody who had made it in some world and they would come and just talk to us. So this guy was a
0: was this the most popular you told me about this. Was the it the hardest most class to get class? into
1: because it was like highest highest rated of easiness, of fun, and like that on ratemyprofessor.com that the professor had a chili pepper next to her name. That means she's hot. So, she's too. Hot. so it was like all, no. all the the high scores. So I got in and I and I was sitting in class one day and the the guy was a hedge fund guy, I think. And he was talking about his career. He's like, all right, enough about me. Like, what about you guys? Who's doing something cool? Who's 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 got a business that they're trying to trying to who's got a business that they're that they're running? Or who's got a business they want to launch? And he started looking around the class. He basically scanned from left to right. He goes, pitch me. Like that's what I do. I invest. So so pitch me. And he looks from left, to left, to right? Nobody's crickets. Nobody's. You know, you've never seen a quieter group of smart people and nobody's, nobody has their hand. I'm at the very edge of the class on the right. So I kind of had the advantage of, I had a moment to like assess the fork in the road. Yeah. And the, the night before me and my friends had had that dumb idea for why isn't there a Chipotle for sushi? Oh dude, we can make that. Like there was a Chipotle on campus and we want, or there's a, there's a subway on campus and we, we wanted to build a version of that fast casual thing for, for sushi. And I thought it was a funny idea. I had been pitching it the night before to my friends where I was safe. And now here was this guy saying, pitch me an idea, and nobody's saying shit. And then I had this thing in my like back to identity. I had this thing which was like, you know, You're the cool kid or something? Not the cool kid. I, I mean, I definitely wasn't a cool kid in school, but I just felt to myself like, I'll take the shot, I'll take the shot. Like in, you know, in basketball terms, like if in the moment of the in the clutch moment, I'm not gonna be afraid to shoot. I might miss, but I'm not afraid to shoot. And so I did it. I raised my hand and he goes, All right, finally, what you got? And I pitched the idea and he goes that's a terrible idea. <laughs> he just like blew me off and like, but he's like, but you know, let me tell you, like, he's like, even if you go and do that. And he like gave this lesson, which was like, this is America. Like it's the only country on earth where you get rewarded for failing. Like you can go fail at a business and people will give you positive credit for trying. He's like most countries, that's just not how it works. And he goes, he goes, you know, the other thing is a lot of you guys might want to work at a hedge fund someday or investment bank or whatever. Guess what? The first three of your resume is all going to look the same. It's only the bottom, the other section that's going to have anything different between you and the next kid who also was honor roll student, did good on the SATs, and then you know, graduated with a 3.5 three, GPA. So, like, that's the only way that you're going to get differentiated. So, you go do your sushi restaurant, it'll lead you, you know, it, it it'll help you in what you want to do, even if it fails. And that's, like, pretty Dude, much exactly I, how it played out.
0: This was a good conversation because of how much you care. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I just, I barely said a word, but I enjoyed it. What do you think, Ben? I, it's so evident when one of us is like incredibly passionate about the topic. Yeah. And uh, what do you guys feel? Like, is the Kanye pod in the zeitgeist? Like, do you think that most of your friends are watching it right now? Well, everyone knows what it is, I think. I think
1: a lot of people are watching it. Uh, like, I, I've talked to maybe like, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's one of the big things on Netflix It's always like, Oh, you watching the thing on Netflix? That's at the top. Yeah, like I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, Ben, you 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 haven't seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I think that like, I'm the I'm the only one of us who finished it. Actually, I watched the, the the third part is uh is not as good as as the first two though. So you guys, the first part was know. great. So have you are you guys watching Euphoria? No,
1: no. but i've I've seen I've seen a couple episodes at
0: the beginning. Dude, that shit got me shook. You got to watch that. <laughs> Like, yeah apparently like, if like, you're
1: a parent like it's just like yeah nightmare scenario
0: <laughs> well it's this this lady what's her name she's like half white half yeah. black zedalia it's a, it's or it's something yeah zedalia. zedalia and she just <laughs> knocks it out the park man this girl is so freaking good it just it was it was wonderful acting she killed it, it i was really inside sarah and i both cried watching it
1: wow and that's got like a bunch of seasons right
0: like two or something. I love the two. Okay. Yeah, I think two. You got to watch that. It's so good, man. This lady's such a good actor. Then why'd you ask if it's actress. in the
1: zeitgeist? You, you think it's not or why'd you, why'd you ask that?
0: Yeah, I just like I would think that it would kind of reach like maybe not Tiger King because that was like a phenomenon, but I was hoping because I loved it so much that this documentary would be like the thing on Netflix. And I yeah, found that's that like a third of my friends have seen it. That's true. It's not like as popular, but his craziness is pop. Like the whole thing that he's doing with that, with the guy who's dating Kim, what's the, what's his name? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. That thing is like even that's because that's kind of overshadowing it. Yeah, that could be right. <laughs> his <laughs> I, crazy's coming out hard. I think part of the reason I liked it is part of the reason it's not like getting that big, which is essentially for the first episode, for the first part, he just like has old footage of Kanye and kind of just lets it run with like a little bit of narration and it's so it's not that much of like a, a narrative story arc that sucks you in he just kind of like lets you be a fly on the wall ben knowing what you know you had a podcast called raising a genius is it possible to raise a genius like i i, I didn't uh, you're you're i i didn't like that podcast because you didn't do the best job of like just telling me the answer so like i, I listened is to that also
1: he did get tell the answer but i feel like It was too narrow. It was like the guy raised three chess champions. Okay, I get that you can raise a chess champion. And he played chess, yeah. Does that mean you can raise a genius or that you can out-practice people at a game of chess, right? Like, you know, so I think those are two different things.
0: Well, so can can the encouragement that Donna, whatever, Donna West, can the encouragement that she gave him be a huge factor or a small factor? I think it's a factor. Um, the Polgar method, this guy, Lazla Polgar, had a very specific method, and I don't think it would work all that well for rapping because it is oriented towards, like, outcome-driven, like, it'd be good for raising, a, a like, a guitar player or a chess champion or a swimmer or, like, those kind of, like, very discreet, you can teach people, exactly, or a tennis player would be really good. But, like, a rapper, something more creative. I don't know if you can like, it's almost like if it's creative, it has to come from within. You can't have someone else come out and like try and raise. But do you think that. that, that her encouragement of him made him confident or he was born confident? I think watching that documentary, it was crazy to see some of the mannerisms that were the same between her and Kanye And I was like, oh, there's something genetic about this. Like, yes, it was her encouragement, but it's also like whatever he has, he kind of got from her and probably would have had it anyway. I read this book called The Blueprint Gene, and it kind of changed my opinion where like 85% of everything is genetics. That's kind of where I am now. I'm like, even if she was rude to him, maybe he still would have killed it.
1: Dude, when she was rapping, she was good. <laughs> she's yeah. just like reciting his rap well yeah my mom would not be able to do that
0: <laughs> and she wasn't she, she was an english teacher an right english so teacher, clearly right? she was interested i mean it's very related
1: and also he said he's been like making beats since like sixth or seventh grade like 11 or 12 and so it's the same sort of thing it's like yeah by the time you're 25 you're gonna be really fucking good at something you've been doing for like over 15 you know over, over 10 years basically at that point um and at like a formative stage where. Yeah, you know, when you're 12 and you get obsessed with something, you can kind of just like do it pretty much nonstop and get really good at something because you can pick stuff up so fast. You don't have any other things to go do.
0: Right. No, that it was a good documentary. There, there was, it got me thinking a lot. That, that was a good, that was a good one. I'm just not going to, I just, I couldn't watch the rest because I, I knew she was going to die and it, and it was, I was being, it made me sad just watching them together. It made I got I choked up a couple of times, seeing them together.
1: Yeah, it was, it she was, was actually, she, like she, touching. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she was special. the the third part is like kind of interesting because it goes it's like a 20 year time jump and then goes into like a lot of stuff he's going through now and kind of the weirdness and running for president and like all that. And like at the end, Cootie's just kind of like, yeah, man, I don't know pretty weird you know like he doesn't really have anything to say about it he's just like kind of baffled as well dude it just comes with the territory that's what happens when you're when you're creative man you, you're gonna be crazy you gotta accept the craziness he's so crazy do you remember when he went to trump's office to show him his version of air force one like he's he like drew up what air force one should look like he's he's a he's he really a, bad is a man. genius he's a true genius <laughs> all right that's the episode